Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Kyle, and Dave. And today we're going to be talking HBO's new hit series, The Last of Us. This is going to be season one, episode nine, finale time, guys, entitled Look for the light and as always before we get into the episode i do want to take this moment to reroute over to bingetowntv.com it has our entire catalog of over 300 episodes we cover the boys the mandalorian yellow jackets shadow and bone coming up march is a big month for us uh so if you're looking for something after the last of us maybe you can follow one of those shows that we are going to be covering coming up and the easiest quickest way you can support the podcast is just by hitting that follow subscribe button whatever it may be but without further ado we have a big episode nine to talk about here it is sitting pretty at a 9.3 in the imdb ratings another great episode we've been talking the entire series about the duality of joel and it was on full display this episode i've been talking plenty i'm gonna turn it over to our rooks i got some beef i got some (laughs) i got some beef here to be honest what's your beef bro i mean look the episode was phenomenal I, I we obviously discussed last episode that we love seeing joel hit that darker side and be the beast that we know he is but i just feel a little unsatisfied with some things i i don't i don't really i guess maybe we'll get into it when we get a little bit further into our discussion but i just feel like some things just i didn't expect them and maybe that's just from you know the recording and all this talking that we've been doing this theorizing and i have these expectations and this might be one of those shows that might get you know, fall a little bit in my rankings because we cover it on a podcast. But yeah, I just felt like I, I needed Wait. more out of this episode. I, I I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was like great action all around and a lot of like twists that I didn't see coming. But at the end of the day, like the episode ended, and I was like, that's it. You know, like maybe it had to do with the wow. 43 minutes, but it just we'll get into it. But that, that was my two cents. I do have some beef with this episode. So you're just going to just throw it at us that you had some beef and then not actually give us. It's, the it's mostly the, all right, the main thing. <laughs> the main substance is that I, it's I thought it was dude. crazy that Joel was as selfish as he was at the end of that season. And I get that he was the like the father figure to Ellie. And obviously no parent wants to lose their child thing. But selfish i don't know he's he's well i mean the that's the yeah girl. i mean that's the point right you're yeah. supposed to the duality just like brian said you you are it's you're obviously allowed to have one side or the other opinion or just be on the fence and maybe we'll convince you one way or the other if one person's on this side the yeah, other I, person's on that side but yeah i mean it was very black and white listen, is how i listen. guess i'm saying like i didn't expect it to be so black and white like it's either ellie dies and everyone lives or it's either ellie dies and joel or like ellie saves gets saved kind of thing it's just it was very black and white ending and i didn't expect it to be that way and joel lying too at the end to ellie i was like oh my god like what is this guy doing man yeah sorry enough enough of we're gonna get there i'm interested to hear kyle share dave's reservations about the episode i would say that like the the substance of his opinion, like the reasoning behind it, I would agree with in a sense that like it was definitely shocking. And but I don't think that I like I didn't necessarily like it because of that. I I enjoyed it. I the whole big thing for me was when it ended, it felt like very obvious or weird or like the elephant in the room was that it was a nine episode season. Or the giraffe in the room. Yeah, or the giraffe in the room. (laughs) That there was only nine episodes and it could just be Again, now me being selfish instead of Joel being selfish, yeah. but like it feels like there could have been a tenth episode 
and there wasn't a 10th episode. I think it, I mean, it did end at somewhat of a nice, like it's a cliffhanger and it's like, okay, like there's a lot to talk about and like, how is the relationship going to change? And we'll have all of this time between now and season two to talk about all that stuff. It just like was like, wow, it was episode flew by and then it was never done. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I have two things really quick to say. And the first thing is, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Dave, but it sounds like you're saying you really enjoyed the episode. You just don't like Joel's decisions. So it's more about like you're not down with I what guess, Joel yes. decided to do or like that. And then you have some of the, what Kyle was saying about you thought you wanted a little bit more, a little bit more meat. And again, I will reiterate this, that I did still love seeing Joel just kick all that fucking Firefly ass. Like that was amazing, but it, it just, yeah, it just didn't, I guess, hit yeah. me in the way that it should have hit me. With regards to what Kyle was saying, maybe we could have used another episode. There have already been reports coming out, or I think quotes from uh, Craig Mazin that The Last of Us 2 will not be a one-season affair. Right. He said it will mm-hmm. definitely be yes. multiple seasons. We can't say for sure. It'll be two seasons, three seasons, but it is going to be a multiple-season story to tell. So yeah. they're going to give themselves plenty of time to develop this story in future seasons. I actually forgot that... I saw that tweet and that actually does make me feel actually a little bit better about the ending and we can get there when we get there. But that that does make me feel a little bit better because I guess the expectation was that, you know, this was going to end at a point the game ended and I was expecting like an ending of a game that would make me feel satisfied, whereas here there was a little bit left on the plate. Well, let me just tell you that it ended exactly like the game ended and me and Brian had to wait and everybody else who loved the video games (laughs) had to wait eight years for part two. I, and I right. still yeah, haven't played here. part two, so I'm yeah, still we're waiting. sitting here. That we're sitting crazy. here like some Game of Thrones homies or something with with the Song of Ice <laughs> and Fire, but that's a little bit longer. It's um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Should we me and you get into it yet, Brian, or should we just start talking and then we'll start, you know, weaving it in? Yeah, we'll start weaving it in. Truth be told, I actually kind of my memory gets blurry at the actual ending. Did they like roll credits in the video game right when Literally, Ellie says okay? Yep. Oh, she awesome. says, okay, fade yep. to black. And then the, the credits and that's it. Game over. Well, Fantastic. I mean, yeah. Feels tight then. I mean, I guess they maybe they didn't need 10 episodes. They they knew they only needed nine. Mm-hmm. So for me, I say that this is probably a master class in taking the end of a game and removing some of, I don't want to say filler, but removing some filler and giving us exactly the bullet points we need to get to the ending. I told you guys in the last episode, I was I was worried that it was going to be 43 minutes. Did I want more than 43 minutes? Hell yeah. And I was laughing on Twitter. This guy was was tweeting saying, Jesus, it took me five hours to get through the hospital and kill all those fireflies. It took Joel three minutes in a montage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. hey, like, listen, that's where I thought we were going to get a lot more. And that's just action. It's not going to give you guys any yeah. like better feelings. It was just going to be more action to see. Do we want to see more Joel kicking ass? Hell yeah. But I thought the montage was perfect with the with the music in the background, the way they shot it and leading to the scene that we get at the, the end with the surgeon. And then obviously with the flashbacks of, you know, with with Marlene. But it, yeah, I, I mean, that's it. That's the ending. I mean, that's exactly how the game was. And we'll, once we get to that in our recap, we'll start 
there's there's a lot of things to to break <laughs> down like what does okay actually mean are you we already kind of know you're not okay with a lot of Joel's decisions and if that was a satisfying ending but yeah let's 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 start okay Dave get in here dude if get anything it just maybe <laughs> if anything I'm just salty that Joel ended up being such a terrible person by the end of the series that might be where my you know resolution well well I yeah. it's not so black and white people have been debating this ending and what the implications for how you have to view Joel as a human being now, because he hasn't hidden that side of himself. We've seen him like murder people in cold blood. You always knew that was there, but now it's just, I guess for me, it's <laughs> like you, the mission was you, the mission, like get yeah. him to the firefly. So he didn't well, kill the nurses. There. He didn't kill the nurses, but he did kill One that positive. dude that was had his hands up. <laughs> yeah. like, Yo man. Yeah. We're good. Kyle, right. Kyle love that scene. Down. Kyle love that one. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Enough of me complaining. Yeah, why don't we? Yeah. So we get a cold opening before the title sequence this episode, which I can't recall for sure, but I feel like we haven't had one of these scenes in a while. And it was a fantastic cold opening that Ashley Johnson, the voice actor for Ellie, reprises her role and honestly steals the entire scene, in my opinion. Well, mm-hmm. that's not true because Merle Dandridge is there too, and she is a phenomenal actress in her own right. So just like a lot of power between these two. But the entire scene, you know, she runs into this abandoned farmhouse. The infested is right behind her. As she's grappling with the infested, she gets infected you said it twice <laughs> i know i'm sorry ah the viewers made it this far or the listeners made it this far they're gonna stick it out and she gives birth as they're wrestling and she looks down and has a bite and i just can't imagine like i was trying to like put myself in her shoes and it's just physically impossible having to no, deal with yeah. that absolute avalanche of emotions like all at once um and honestly i love how she looks down, kind of can't process it. And the maternal instincts are what trump everything. And she just looks at this child and allows herself this one like beautiful moment before she kind of has to deal with the reality. But I, once again, Ashley Johnson, like just fantastic job. The interaction with Merlene was phenomenal. Um, and it gives us a lot of context about what Merlene's relationship with Ellie has been since the beginning and kind of it's. Ellie isn't nothing to Merlene. This would be a hard decision for her to make in her own right. But what were you guys thinking about this scene? 10 out of 10 uh, backstory. I mean, just, yeah. First and foremost, I mean, obviously the thought is a little bit irresponsible to get pregnant. During... <laughs> That's Kyle's always, always <laughs> Kyle's thought, man. During yeah. a zombie apocalypse. But skipping past that, this would be like the worst thing ever. Like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Actually, two sides of that coin is this yes. would be the worst thing ever <laughs> for her as like a mother because like, you know, you're running around and you're fucking giving birth while you're trying to also defend your own life, which is like the most insane scenario you could probably ever think of. But also, I guess the silver lining of that, I'm sure it was like the easiest, like quickest right, labor you're distracted. Like, in history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're she distracted just, like, killed, and all of a sudden you look yeah, down. She yeah. killed the invest- infected or whatever. Infested, infested, nest, yeah. No, no. <laughs> and then it was just boom, baby on the floor. I was like, all right, bet, let's get it. I'm already so, hearing yeah, right? the Dars and all the whatever Jimmy said that's coming back this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jimmy was said oh, Dar. Gosh. That was Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Kyle said Dar and I said, uh, what did Divisive. I say? Uh, you Divisive. couldn't say yeah. it. You couldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That but was this was listen, it, it listen to her voice just like blew me away because it's just straight up Ellie's voice from the game. 
And I've never seen her do anything else. I'm not a huge video game guy. So if she was a voice actress in other games, I probably didn't play them. So she's Ellie to me. And at times I was just closing my eyes and be like, man, it's the exact voice. And it's like giving me chills here. And obviously, like the the parallels to where she's like giving birth to Ellie and then she names her Ellie and you hear it coming out of the Ellie voice actress's voice, you know, mouth. It's it was it was awesome. And um, Brian, I don't know. You can tell me if you know this, unless it was a left behind DLC content kind of thing. I was this was made up, right? I believe so. And in the after credits, Craig Mazin was like, Neil came to me with this idea. And I was like, you have to do it. You have to include that scene. It adds so much. So, yeah, I do think it was made up for the show. It was. Yeah. And I know specifically like them giving her the reason for why or not her the reason, but us the reason why she's immune. That's definitely for the show. That was going to be exactly what I brought up, because I thought that was perfect backstory to Ellie. Um, It explains so much. At the in the moment, I did have a few questions. Like, was it because the infected's blood got on Ellie and kind of like spilled on her? That was the reason why she was immune. But it turns out it was like the umbilical cord. It's it turns out right, that she was right, bitten, right. and then I guess the stream of the infected blood got a little bit into Ellie, just enough for it not to infect her fully and also provide her an immunity. So it was just a. That's 10 all out you have 10. to do from now on. Yeah, it was a ten out of ten backstory. I'm actually surprised that it wasn't in the game. Like, it felt like so canon like it just felt like right. it made sense that it was that i didn't even think that it wasn't even going to be in the video game which i actually really like that for you for you guys honestly yeah i'm the way i think about it is that i don't want to think too hard about it yeah. i'm just going to accept it i don't know how again i mean using the word realistic is probably not the best thing here but like i don't know i'm whatever the explanation is sure i'm okay with it i, I don't want to think too much about it i'm not interested in having like a a reasoning like a, conversation with it because if I if I feel like I could be convinced that it's like a wacky bullshit explanation and I don't want to hear it, so yeah, it makes enough sense to allow yeah. yourself to do that without much fuss. I yeah, agree with sure. that. Yeah. It I think it adds the story enough where, like you said, Kyle, give me a reason, and it and it's a visually it's a good reason, yeah. okay. and we don't need to break it down any further. I like that better than the video game that basically just said, Hey, there's some cordyceps and it's infecting people and go kill the bad guys. You know, obviously that's very like very straightforward, I guess not like, yeah. you know, surface level. That's not how the game really was, but I mean, it really didn't give us much of an explanation to why people were infected, except the background of maybe it was the, the wheat and stuff like that. And there was definitely, as far as I know, no background on why Ellie was immune. And it was delivered in like the perfect scene, like just high emotion, just like we're all thinking way more about like what the fuck just happened than like trying yeah. to actually think about the fact of like the mechanism in which she, you know, was granted immunity is not really what yeah. I'm thinking in this scene. I'm thinking, holy fuck, that was insane. We just watched that. And then the second thing was that I was about to be so mad if Marlene didn't end up killing her. I was yeah, going right? bring that up. Yeah. yeah. How could you leave your friend? do it herself do you think merlene was ever not going to or she just lied to her for a hot second i, I think know. that's what it was i, I think it was just, yeah, i think she was just like like i think she wanted to give her honest thoughts like i'm not going to kill my best friend but then she like reworked her answer based on the fact that you know her best friend is literally pleading oh, for her gotta do it. to, oh, yeah man. so you got to do it so i think she obviously I, didn't want to do it once her friend says she wants to do it then you got to just do it yeah, and it was I mean, great how she did it 
quickly too. Like it wasn't like a whole like oh, let's you talk this out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I don't know. I, I think that's an interesting conversation. Of I mean, cause I watched so I watched with Alki, Dave, and Luke, and I was just fucking with Alki. I was like, you know, could you kill me? And he was like, no. He said, and he said he would wait until I would turn. And I was like, okay, well, that's like a making me suffer, right? Because you don't know that the transformation. Yeah. But B, but he was like, we could just like get more time to like hang out, like we could actually talk and stuff. And like, I guess that's I get basically that angle. the Riley, yeah, the Riley Ellie yeah. thing. Let's yeah, let's exactly. go crazy together, and then you can kill me. Well, that's what ends up having to happen. And I do like that. In their own way, they ex- they gave us the answer that that's the reason for the immunity, just to just to make sure. Like she tells Marlene, I cut the umbilical cord before I got bit. I swear. Yeah. But we know she didn't. And that kind of right. e- even though it's like, you know, not straight up telling us that's the reason the reason she's lying, it puts it in our head for us to go, OK, that's probably what the reasoning is. And also, I think it fills in the blanks really nicely of like what happened after Ellie got bit and Riley dies, but Ellie survives and then she gets chained up. Um, it's, I mean, it make, makes probably the most sense that Marlene would have probably been the one to find her in the mall, because I'm sure Marlene was the one who really knew that Riley was in the mall. Had told her she was going to come to Atlanta the next day. Marlene obviously knows Ellie wouldn't be someone that would just kill her right away. Because I feel like if a Firefly found her, they would just kill her. Like any old Firefly. I would imagine Marlene would be keeping tabs on Ellie regardless yeah. just because that was the it was Anna's daughter. The promise, yeah. exactly. So you're keeping and- tabs on her. You hear she gets bit in the mall. Probably the first one on the scene. And then, yeah, it all makes sense. Like you said, I'm sorry, Jimmy. And that's why I would say that Riley, when she asked Marlene, can Ellie come with me to Hotlanta? She was like, no, probably because she was trying to keep her safe and not go have to do the journey. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that gives us some answers on that, because really, if you're thinking about it back then, especially when we're watching the episode, we're like, why freaking not? Why can't she come with her if they're best friends? Like, what do you care about? And we didn't know until, you know, obviously episode one is the present time or whatever. And then we have the flashback to at the time, we didn't think that Marlene knew Ellie yet. But now that we right. get this information, Marlene did know Ellie. She promised that she would protect her. It gives us some answers that I was good with. I was happy with. Yeah, that's a fun part. I mean, that's a great thing about a, a finale. It's like when you can do like give us information and like tidbits that make us kind of rethink scenes that happen throughout the whole season like that's that's a fun and that's a good thing to have done yeah absolutely and the recap before the episode was a long one it went through every single episode of the season probably for that (laughs) reason it was kind of cool actually being able to watch the whole thing but this is also where ellie gets her patented green jacket her nice little switchblade whatever you want to call it and we send them on their way what's what's that thing where you can't hear like tinnitus 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 she was like marley was like you know cover her ears god didn't do shit it was so wild it was literally the easiest thing to do ever it's like okay let me just cover this baby's ears tinnitus reminds me of archer have you guys ever watched archer anybody here yeah they just that's why i hold their finger in there and they're just like mop mop because it's the tinnitus from all the like did you ever see 
Do you ever see the episode, Dave, when he goes on a rampage? Oh, of course. That's like an yeah, all-time yeah. Archer episode. That's why, that's why I've been saying whenever Joel goes crazy, that's why I say he's going on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> he totally went on a rampage this episode. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Lana, you got to hype me up for the rampage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to your question, Brian, when it came to um, Marlene, I was expecting her to get, keep the baby and tell the guy, go kill her because she couldn't do it. And instead, she gave the baby and then and then said, and I obviously did it herself. But I was expecting her to be like, I'm not able to do it. You you go do it. If that's me and I'm the friend, you got to be yeah, I mean, like I, Ned Stark, yeah. say the one to pass. Yeah. No, that doesn't fit here. Yeah. The one to pass the sentence. She's not should. passing judgment, but yeah, chop the head off, dude. <laughs> if you're the friend, you got to be there. You carry out the deed. Kyle, I'd kill you, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. You wouldn't want to have. A little, I mean, it, it, a little here's the deal. You can, I do I, like Alki's idea. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm I do. just going to say I'm not against Alki where it was like we can reminisce. Maybe not for like waiting until I turn into a beast. But like, nah, you, know, you maybe can like tell me. Take a beat. Yeah, Kyle, you could tell me. You could be like, oh, dude, I'm starting to get a little fuzzy here, bro. Yeah, and then I'll true. just shoot your freaking yeah, face yeah. off, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could tell, like, she was start unless it was just because she just had a baby, and but she was starting to, like, kind of flinch and move. You could see it in the eyes. Like, she had purple. Like, her eyes were kind of going purple. And it was bit. it was crazy. Like, she's sitting there, and Marlene walks in, and she's just standing there with the knife into her own neck, Insane. where it's like, I guess she's just ready to push as soon as she starts feeling it with the baby in her hands and oh. then obviously you know the deal you know when you have a baby and all the care that goes to it and she can't feed the baby and who knows like is that added would that have added immunity to ellie given yeah. some of that grade a breast milk from you know, from an <laughs> maybe that would have taken it too far and she would have in fact it's yeah <sighs> i mean that's the thing you don't know and, and obviously she wasn't going to risk it and she didn't even know that the umbilical cord thing did anything that's all hindsight but it's yeah, it, it's it's such like Kyle, you nailed it. It's such a bad, bad, bad situation to be in one of the worst you could think of in this world that they live in. I just want to shout out to Luke's reaction to her cutting the umbilical cord. He was like, oh, my God, that's how that happens. <laughs> like, do you feel that? <laughs> Between I'm House pretty... of the Dragon and The Last of Us, we're yeah. learning things, man. Jeez. I think it's like tradition. They let the father just cut it with yeah. a pair of scissors. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I also I feel like compared to everything you've been through in labor up to that point, it can't be that bad. My yeah, only... As I say, with having no experience. Look but... at us, man, dissecting. <laughs> I'll let you guys know one day. Can't be that bad. They know. shouldn't we complain can... about it. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I well, was like scientifically wondering is if Ellie, as an infant, did turn. Like, do you think that infant infected would be able to like survive? Like, do you think it shit? would be? Yeah, oh, like, I thought you were gonna like, say like well, walk I mean, and yeah. run and like, well, I mean, yeah. like crawl really fast and like bite people and like survive off the nourishment. Like, or do you think they would just probably die right away? Do you imagine like a two foot tall bloater? Yeah, king bloater, baby. Just a little bowling yeah. ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bloater, baby. Bowling ball, my gosh. <laughs> that's the question baby. I wanted to shoot out there. B squared, man. That's that's actually you just spoiled part two. That's like the main bad guy in part two. The bloater, baby. Of course. All right, we ready to move on from this scene? Yeah. Great, a great cold opening. Just sets the tone for an Phenomenal. emotional rest of the episode. And we pick it up with Joel and Ellie, who are without a car at this point. So they're just doing their thing, walking to Salt Lake City. And immediately we can pick up. Ellie has changed from the experiences of the last episode. She's just a little distant, quieter. Um, Joel, for his part, has also changed much more friendly, much more trying mm -hmm. to get her out of this funk. But she's just not 
while she's declining his like bids for conversation, attention, whatever it may be, he finds Boggle, Chef Boyardee, nothing. He's like, oh, I saw Smash Guitar, but hey, would you be interested in learning guitar from me? Ellie months ago would be all over that, but no, nah, yeah. not now. She's just, you know. We got that line, and I was really hoping the season was going to end with Joel just singing to Ellie because that's what she wanted. However, many episodes that was episode three, I'm pretty sure, when yep. she found out that Joel was a singer. So I we would have liked to see Pedro bring out the vocals, but I'll, I'll, we'll <laughs> save it for next season, hopefully. Then there's that joke about the dynamite, how they always just go up into the high rise, look around, and he's like, Well, I actually found some dynamite. Nah, just kidding. But yeah, that was funny. They did a good job, and I don't even think it's basically more about the script than anything else of just like how like out of place it felt like that their roles yeah. were essentially reversed. Oh yeah, like really hard here. Hmm. And again, I and mean, that's what we talked about at the end of our last podcast episode of what is Ellie's mental state going to be like? Mm-hmm. What is his physical state going to be like? And hers, I mean, hers was I guess to be expected. Unfortunately. His, I was like genuinely shocked at how like chipper and like upbeat and like upright he yeah. was. But I guess penicillin, they call it something like a miracle, right? So <laughs> I'm assuming there had to have been enough of a time jump. I don't know. Obviously, they don't they don't give it to us how much it was, but there's there's got to be a little bit of a, of a time jump to yeah, give true. him some time to heal. That but winter, that super bad winter went away pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know. Bella Ramsey's acting in this was amazing just because I was sitting there and I was like, Joel, ask her what's wrong. And then in my head, I'm like, I know what's wrong. I know what the hell's wrong. <laughs> like, there's nothing to say what's wrong. Like, because if he yeah. if he says like, hey, like, what's wrong? You all right? She'd be like, well, you know, this guy tried to freaking kill me and yeah. eat me the other day. Like, you know, it's just it's just one of those things you can't ask. And it made that un- that uncomfortable feeling through those scenes. Until like the joke with the dynamite and that perks her up a little bit. And even and you could tell, but through the boggle stuff to the beefaroni stuff, she's just giving the like the fake smile, like the fake chipperness. You know, she's just trying to get through and you don't know what she's thinking. You don't know what's going through her head. And it's really it was getting to me doing that, even though I knew exactly the reason. But I was like, do they need to talk about it? Uh, I guess they don't. We know the deal just hard to watch ellie i think bella ramsey just portrayed that emotionless side of ellie's just so well it was brutal just seeing joel for once actually trying to step out of his shell a little bit and make some actual interactions with ellie and her just kind of shutting him down because we waited nine episodes for that to happen and of course it had to happen under terrible circumstances yeah and honestly joel said before like ellie you're a kid you shouldn't have to deal with this but i'd say Mm -hmm. All he can offer at this point is apologies, and that's not going to do her any good. She's just got to deal with it. And I think, you know, the scene where they have their heart to heart was needed, where he just puts it all on the line. But so we enter this construction zone, high rise, whatever it may be. And they do the iconic from the video games, drop down the ladder, I'll boost you up. That was just one Mm -hmm. of those mechanics from the video games that they use all the time. That was cool to see. And Ellie just unnecessarily like chucks the ladder down at him, sprints away. I was like, "Uh, okay, Ellie, I know you're a little upset, but you kind of just left him hanging there. But I would be freaking out, too, if I saw a giraffe. And this was just one of those beautiful scenes. I mean, it was copy and pasted right out of the video game. I remember being in the video game when you get the chance to overlook the herd of giraffes. And I was there looking at my TV, just like having a moment. Like, I just stayed there watching it. It's like you're there. 
two minutes because it is like you're there. Um, and they mm-hmm. kind of captured that essence of the moment. I felt very well in the TV show. What were you guys thinking? Were you expecting giraffes there? Well, Dave was fucking out here spitting fun facts at us while we were watching. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, what giraffes. Was what was your fun fact? Yeah. Giraffes' tongues are blue, so they don't get sunburnt. Like ninety percent of their tongue is actually pink, but the tip of it is blue, so it doesn't get sunburned. Because all they do ah. all day is just slurp down some fucking trees. <laughs> you've you've <laughs> fed a giraffe out. before, right? Yeah, I've, I've also fed a giraffe before. It was very gross because their tongues are yeah, like two, like at least when they full portrayal out, they could get like four feet long or something, like three feet. And it Jesus, was, it was a little gross, but really cool experience. But yeah, that's that mouth too. But yeah, obviously it. Uh, yeah, when that mouth too. <laughs> no. really beautiful scene though. I honestly didn't expect the drafts. I was like wondering because we were talking like she had seen it, and then they had to proceed like up four or five flights of steps. And I'm like, what could she have possibly seen that would have like triggered this emotion from her from being five yeah. floors below what she had actually seen? But it made sense and was also honestly really cool. I I didn't expect it, even though I probably maybe should have with the monkeys. We had seen the monkeys at the hospital, so. But did not expect a giraffe, to be honest. And what what state are they in at this point? Like, is it Salt Salt Lake, Utah? Salt Lake, yeah. 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 Probably just a zoo thing. Well, zoo we were thing, talking you know. too, because I guess as they get up there and they start to have a little bit of a conversation, and she mentions they have like the well, honestly, probably the beginning of their deep conversation of like, you know, you don't have to do this, and they open up and all that stuff, and she talks about like sheep herding and stuff, and we were talking, and I was like, why don't you just like herd the giraffes? Like chill there. <laughs> you just like, dude. You just, I mean, as fucked up as it sounds, but that's a decent amount of meat. Those are some big boys. You just fucking start slaughter, just <laughs> raise giraffes, and you could probably live for the next at least like decades. Some tough meat, but it would definitely sur- you would definitely be surviving yeah. for a very long time. So you, well, you know, there's a there's like a twenty seven foot tongue that that you can eat. Yeah, yeah, the tongue meat would be alone enough to last a year. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of several, like, you know, giraffe. butchering these giraffes, um, <laughs> this giraffe was actually real. <laughs> it wasn't really? CGI. Oh, really? And the yeah, giraffe's name cool. was Nabu. Nabo. That was the giraffe's name. And right. Bell Ramsey said it was like a spiritual experience. The The location manager said, you know, you can do the CGI, but it's just not the same. So they went with real giraffes. At That's least really the one cool. that Nice. Is all up on her. Yeah. Because I was what we were watching the yeah, we were watching the recap or whatever it is the after the episode and it I I might have been zoned out, but I did see them going through the the actual shooting of that scene, but I I couldn't tell if it was CGI or not. But I it's actually makes it way more awesome that it was a real giraffe and they were able to like get it perfectly in that position, you know, have the shot for Ellie to feed it. Like it was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then they do proceed to the roof looking at the herd and they have this nice heart to heart moment where Joel's like, "Okay, we're at the tail end of our journey, but I got to be honest, Ellie, we've done these things. And on the other side of the door, it's so often time and time again been something bad. It is not too late to just throw in the towel, call it quits and have our little slice of heaven over at Tommy's compound with our dignity Mm -hmm. and our livelihood, our health still intact. And not a completely compromised morality, because that's what Joel's about to walk into. <laughs> yeah. Are you with me? And Ellie sticks to her gun. She's like, there's no halfway in this. We've made it all this way after everything we've encountered. We have to see this through. So I mean, tough to think about. I mean, you kind of oh, have. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with Ellie. I mean, you're going to propose that they go home after what just happened to her for that to like for that event to have happened and then for it to be 
absolutely worthless. It was like I El, for me, Ellie, she's alive. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but it was that's I, that's the argument, Dave, and we're all gonna have it here, dude. We're yeah. gonna have it. Don't you damn worry. Now, <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing, too. Like, I think also like you could tell that Ellie appreciated that little conversation. Yeah. Just because it's the first part. We get a lot more deep later, but it's the first part where Joel is kind of saying in his own code, like, I love you. Let's go, you know, be father and daughter at Tommy's. We don't yeah. need to do this anymore. You know, it used to be about the mission. It's not about the mission anymore. You know, we can go. And here's the deal. Like, this is the, obviously the big conundrum at the time. Ellie's saying, let's finish this. Well, she doesn't know what let's finish this means. Yeah. For now, it could just be like, stick me with a needle and take my blood. Yeah. And she's fine with it. Who knows? And, you know, my personal opinion, we can get to all that later, but I would say she would probably still do it. But who knows what her actual decision would be when it's like, hey, they're, they're going to rip your brain out and kill you. <laughs> she's like at a perfect age, too, where like she's fully going to believe in that, like, I'm the hero, like the savior. Yeah, not even in exactly. a bad way. She's just like not old enough to, like, I guess have like more of a perspective about it. Cause, like, I mean, if you told me at like, you know, 16 that I was like the one person that could save the world. Like you're I Harry Potter, like, dude. You're the chosen one. Yeah. Like, let me, all right, let's get after Like we're finishing this for sure, for sure. But if you told yeah, me now, yeah. I would be much more easily persuaded to like, just go and hang out in the commune well, and like raise sheep after like going through all this and being like, all right, fuck it. Like it's probably not. Even you set up it. the, you set up that, the, the pros and cons list. Cause we're older and we're like, all right, pros, yeah. maybe. We saved the world cons. <laughs> you could be taking my brain for no reason. I'm dead, yeah. man. You know, like, and I mean, I actually was waiting and I know we're jumping a little bit, but I was waiting for Joel to say when he's like, it's not your decision. And she's like, well, it's not yours either. I was waiting for him to say, well, she's freaking 14. And if you give her that decision, she's probably just going to not even realize the decision she's making. Yeah. That's why you have parents and stuff at that age. Now, you know, we can get into that whole thing later, whether it is right to say you don't have a decision and stuff like that. But again, that was a really good conversation to be had with with Ellie and Joel. And then it gets a lot deeper as we get a little bit further. And Brian, I'm sure you're going to take us there now. Yeah. So the setting of the second heart to heart is the emergency medical camp, which is another one of those settings that was pretty iconic from the video games. I remember mm -hmm. just chilling in that area right before progressing through the events of the hospital. Um, and they chose this. Uh, they did have pretty much this exact same heart to heart in the games. Yes, Jim. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm -hmm. so essentially it's revealed, you know, it wasn't just some random guy that missed. I was the guy that shot. Really, really liked that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love that it had happened, but I, that yeah. was a great callback to an earlier conversation and just like a great representation of how much their relationship has changed. And it's obviously the the perfect, unfortunately, like Kyle said, it's unfortunately the perfect yeah. time for, for him to unload this information on her because I'm sure she herself is having thoughts of, you know, maybe not going fully through with it, but I'm sure she do is not happy being alive right now. So I think Joel delivered this speech so perfectly. And un it's unfortunate to hear it because we've all been there, like in a moment where someone just tells you like, you know, time heals all wounds. Like obviously in the moment it hurts, it fucking sucks, whatever it is. But I mean, unfortunately that is the answer. I mean, Joel, for whatever reason, he, like he said, didn't fully commit to it. And because of that, you know, he's now found a new purpose, which has been Ellie 
One could have argued mm-hmm. maybe it was Tess originally because there's a long, you know, gap between no, that moment. No, uh, All right, but it was Tommy Elliot, was so. probably for a while. And then I feel like for Ellie, that was like her first time, like actually hearing Joel open up, like fully opening up about backstory, seeing him actually have feelings and emotions and knowing that even this big, strong guy who I've looked up to and feel self- safe around also has these demons. I just think this was just a really well-delivered scene by Joel and unfortunately the perfect time for Ellie. But I think Ellie, you could see the look in her eyes too that, you know, again, it sucks now, but if Joel was able to overcome this kind of thing, then maybe so can I as well. Even though Joel obviously is not the most perfect human either. He delivered the like time didn't do it or whatever the exact words are so perfectly. It was just like Mm -hmm. rap air horns, like give me everything, Mm -hmm. like fireworks shooting off in the background. Like it was just like such a confirmation. Like we obviously Ellie, we get the baby girl at the end of last episode. Yeah, and she double takes as well. And it was just such good confirmation, obviously. I would even say, I mean, like Tommy, I guess for a point maybe, but it feels like Ellie is actually the one that has like fully healed that void in him oh like, yeah oh yeah this, he's fucking talking about boggle and you know cracking dynamite jokes like this seems like a completely new joel tommy right. was a motivation to stay alive just to like get closure on that loose end ellie is someone he wants to stay alive for the sole reason he wants to keep her alive like he just wants to be her shield and i mean yeah the parallels to Sarah in this scene, if you didn't get it in the last heart to heart, this was him spoon feeding her. I lost my daughter. You filled that role for me. I I don't want to not. I'm sorry. I can't live without you anymore. I can't lose yeah. that again. It was just a fantastic scene. Very emotionally charged. And then yeah, they're kind of like, sure. okay, we're out of that. No, what I could use is some shitty puns. So she whips out yeah. no pun intended. And they kind of frolic along, turn the corner. And the cinematography in this scene was insane. How just she gives three puns. And then on the fourth pun, you just see a dude wind up with a grenade, like in the blurry background. Uh, flashbang. Joel just gets a rifle oh, butt crush. to the head absolutely annihilated but the fireflies can't mess around you know and when he comes to he's in a firefly hospital bed and merlene is right there to give him the deal i'm glad that we didn't have to spend time with it being like oh who's this guy like it was marlene who recognized them and was like let me just be there for when joel wakes up and she was also probably there because she knew how exactly he was gonna gonna react react. (laughs) yeah and i think i kind of want to do get the exact quote of the explanation that the doctor gave so we can make what we will of it our doctor thinks that the cordyceps has grown with her since birth it produces a kind of chemical messenger it makes normal cordyceps think that she is a cordyceps it's why she's immune he's going to remove it from her multiply the cells in a lab and then we can give it to everyone he thinks it could be a cure as someone who majored in business, sounds perfect to me. Sounds, sounds <laughs> well, that's the point. Yeah. Here's my whole thing. I feel like this jabroni, that like he didn't have a test subject to come to these definitive conclusions. Oh, for, yeah. And there's no way She's that the test he could have <laughs> intaken her and in a matter of like Hours. kept her unconscious. He couldn't have run the test to confirm it. This is all hypothesis. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a long stretch of the imagination for people saying, oh, my gosh, it's either Ellie's life against humanity's life. It's like uh, it's probably Ellie's life (laughs) at a shot in a prayer at possibly developing a cure. 
you couldn't mass produce it. You could like the logistics of it. It's not so black and white. He chose Ellie's life over humanity is something I want to establish. And yeah, we were not thinking that in the moment. Yeah, I I was because I knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I mean, there was. You know, well, there was some substances yeah. involved that man and, <laughs> and we were just thinking like he is like, this is so selfish, like she's going to save the world and he won't let her. So and then I cooled down and saw some things on the Internet. And I'm sure you're about to explain it good, too. of just like, yeah, maybe not like that. He sees through Merlene. He's dealt with Merlene. He's like, cordyceps grows inside the brain. She's like, yeah, it does. Shit sucks. Um, And then she kind of goes. She has her two goons with her just there to like beat the shit out of them unnecessarily, in my opinion. But I think she knows <laughs> Joel is really dangerous. Yeah. So you can't mess around with this guy. And then she we get the payoff of the scene that they opened the episode with because Merlene breaks it down how she is potentially the one person on the planet that could sympathize with him in this situation. Yeah. She's the only one that has a bond to Ellie or probably more so Ellie's mom, but still a very strong connection to Ellie that would make her grapple with this situation more than your average human would. So she's like, Joel, listen, I get it, but Merlene doesn't have Merlene's more practical. Maybe, maybe she can just see the larger picture. Maybe she's just been working towards this goal. And it, I don't know. I, Merlene's a complicated character in her own right, but this was a very unsavory conversation between two people that I've come to respect throughout this entire season. Um, mm-hmm. I, and it is what it is. Unfortunately, I just love that. You know, Joel is obviously fuming at the idea, but Marlene just counters with, I'm the only person that would possibly understand that. And she really is. She's the only one. She's known Ellie technically longer than Joel has. Maybe they've spent more time individually (laughs) together, but she has known Ellie her entire life. And it's obviously a difficult decision for her to make as well. But the one thing for me, was it clear here yet that Ellie did or did not have a choice in this? Did did Marlene like say like, this Ellie. is the argument. Yeah, she's asleep. They told her. She says they told her that she's just going to sleep, like for tests or whatever. Like she has no idea what's happening. So yeah. I guess, and that was supposed to be a comfort to Joel. Like she was literally saying that. So she's like, Joel, like she anything, doesn't know it's it gonna worse. kill her. Like she's just going to sleep and she's just not gonna wake up. Like don't worry about it. It's not gonna be painful for her. You know, if anything yeah, that made I mean, him want to fight for her because he's probably in his mind thinking she never had a, even though she might have chosen to just sacrifice her life for everyone. But I think he, that's the exact argument we knew we were going to have here. I know. This yeah, I know. Merlene just, is yeah. not the out and out heroine in this situation. No, like, definitely it's not. not the good versus the bad, because she says later, you know, just as well as I would, that Ellie would have wanted this. Well, why don't you put your fucking money where yeah, your mouth exactly. is? And why didn't you just ask? Her? Yeah. Just, yeah. she yeah. probably would have said yes, but you were so mm-hmm. nervous. She would say no. And then you would look like the bad guy to be like, uh, you didn't actually have a choice. We're going through with this anyway. Shoot Joel, put the kid under. Uh, so I would say that that the smarter move would have been to ask her, like you're saying, Brian, because if she says yes, then you literally shut Joel down in two seconds because Joel and her can argue all they want. But if Ellie's the one who says, I want this, then Joel, I mean, I guess he can still do the exact same thing and go on a rampage and save <laughs> her. And then she hates him. But, right. you know, there's the yeah, there's the thing like instead of Marlene versus Joel, it's Ellie versus Joel. And then if Ellie says, no, you know what? 
you're right, I'm going to save myself. Well, then Ali or Marlene could say, oh, I'm saving humanity. And it could be I'm the bad guy. It's the necessary evil. I'm going to look bad and kill Joel and, and take care of Ellie and put her under and, and do the do the deal. You know, I, I just think that the whole the whole not saying anything caused the rampage to be even worse. Yeah. And yeah. she could have had a chance of shutting it down if Ellie had the time to talk to Joel and be like, I'm doing this for Marlene. I mean, she is. I don't want to say the word compromise, but she obviously has an incredible bias in this situation. I mean, she is looking at the fact that Ellie, it has to work because if it doesn't work, then everything that she's done has literally been for nothing. Like she says, they crossed mm-hmm. the country. They, so many people died, like barely anyone made it to Salt Lake. Like she's definitely of the mind. Like I just, I guess just trying to say that it was probably very easy for her to be convinced that like, yeah, this is the right course of action. Like this is a going to work and like B there is no other way. Cause it seems like, I mean, now that uh, my mind is a little clearer and I've had some time to think about it, like hours might've passed and they were like already into emergency, you know, fatal surgery, like no level. Oh yeah. You know, it could have been that long. He was only asleep. Yeah. Cause if you're going to fucking save the world and this is your one shot, your one immune person, like you would maybe take a bead, think about all the different ways. It just seems I, yeah, thinking is, about it is crazy. I, I would imagine Merlene had this game plan ready to go. Yeah. I agree with that. Awesome quickly blood, separate like, Joel from Ellie, oh, yeah. process her quickly. Yeah. yeah I agree yeah. with you, yeah, Tom, the- that she probably had that thought in her head. But for me, when I was watching this the first time, my first kind of thought was, why are we jumping right to killing her and extracting the quarterceps? Like, okay, so we got the flashback in the beginning, which obviously no one knows her original, like Ellie's reason for being immune to the infected. But we saw that it had something to do with the blood. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, the, the, the umbilical, umbilical cord, cord yeah. is tied to the baby yeah. and it's got to be seeping in through blood. Not again, I'm not a scientist, so I have no fucking <laughs> idea. But to me, it's like if it started, if the immunity started from blood again, nobody knows this, but they could at least run tests or something. Give her, like Kyle said, a couple days of, you know, maybe we just draw some blood. We see what that does. Like, why was it immediately? Let's just jump right to potentially killing this girl and sacking the only hope that we have. Yep. That, I, I, I'm not a scientist, well, like, so yeah, I don't it's, know. It's no, not, I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't believe that she's thinking rationally. I really think that she's thinking of like, like let's get all this of going. the fight that they've been through for so long. And it's like, this is their opportunity. Like, it's. And they're just they're, like, let's get this going. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. And I don't think she's really not thinking necess- that rationally. Yeah. And not necessarily that she is fully like this, but the Fireflies, you know, are like, hey, we're saving the world. Like, we're going to, you know, whatever overturn fedra and we're gonna be the saviors and it's like maybe she's saying oh this is for a reason like we found ellie and you know it's gonna work it has to work because it's gonna make the fireflies actually win and all that kind of stuff but i guess you have to assume that she was there to save ellie from you know when the mom was dying the mom says i cut the umbilical cord before i was bit which does not make sense at all. And which should now say, process yeah. in Marlene's head that that probably wasn't true either. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, unless you're I mean, yeah, like, unless you're really saying like, I had the baby, I cut it. And then the freaking infect that came in, I like threw the baby aside and just started, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's, you know, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is she went all those years, 13 years, put Ellie in a Fedra school, whatever. Okay. Then Ellie gets bit. Then she's immune. Is that the moment where, Marlene is saying maybe that has something to do with 
the intro that we saw, or is it just, you know what? Hey, she's immune, and I'm going to figure out why she's immune, and I'm going to save the world because yeah. it if should she doesn't be option have that one. conjecture, then it's even worse. If she doesn't have that conjecture, then it's literally, hey, we have this immune person. We're going to give her to a, a surgeon for, like you guys said, three hours, two hours, one hour, and now we're going to rip her brain out without, like, <laughs> think like testing the blood or doing whatever, you know. I guess I'm curious of what do you mean by like have that conjecture and like f- you know taking that thought, continue it through a logical because she, progression, because like, she like in terms saying, of like like farming out people that are pregnant to then get bit and have babies. So no, no, no. Pregnant. I was saying like no. I'm saying like because she kind of gives a quick explanation to what the doctor said. Like the doctor okay. ran some tests, Joel, and he says that it's because. Whatever the, the the cordyceps think that she's also a cordyceps and blah blah blah. And does that mean that like Marlene already had that like hypothesis when she found Ellie was immune? Was she like, hey, you know what? Maybe freaking Anna was lying and she didn't cut the cord, and See, maybe I that is think... why she's immune. And I'm I... not saying that like let's start farming people, but I'm saying like maybe but his his you're reasoning not, not saying that. <laughs> yeah, right. His reasoning, <laughs> meaning the doctor matching her reasoning that quickly was like, all right, well, we both must be right. And let's just go do it. If that's not a conjecture, then she's basically just believing one guy and taking someone's brain out. Who's the only immune person that they found in however many years. I just don't think they thought about it. I I don't think I would like to have Marlene think that, you know, she could make those connections of, okay, there was something definitely sketchy with Anna, the birth and everything. But to me, how this episode played out, she didn't take that into account at all. And they were just, like the second opinion you were saying with just like yeah, that's we got we point. got confirmation from one worse. person yeah it makes her look worse and that's how i took yeah. it personally yep yep I saw a, and like that a was really me playing devil's video. advocate just to mm-hmm. okay so you're not in favor of farming out pregnant women to no, no i don't of, think so. an army I mean, of I'm immune not, soldiers okay <laughs> so i'm not i'm not on the like side Jared of Leto farming giraffes i don't want the giraffes i want sheep okay i don't want pregnant women either <laughs> I just want that to be known on the podcast, okay? <laughs> I totally had a thought and I lost it. Just you were so saying there was a funny video and I might have seen it. Oh, so if you want me nice, to say my nice. funny video, well, maybe not funny video, but just talking about like this idea of the doctors being so confident, like that this has to happen, and that we saw. I guess it's episode was it four maybe with the fungal expert from the the Indonesia or the Philippines. The, the flashback with the yeah bomb yeah. no vaccine like you can't make a vaccine for this kind of shit like it's just you have to bomb it you have to just kill people and i mean i guess i I would assume that that truth still holds i mean i don't obviously medicine has not progressed in the Mm -hmm. 20 fucking years since since you know she made that statement and everything got bombed to shit and no one you know did anything probably innovation wise in the medical field so it's just once I literally, once I heard those words, I was like, "Okay, wow, that completely changes my opinion on Joel's decision." And I, I don't think okay. maybe he was thinking that, but like, it makes so much more sense now that I mean, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. I was like, "Up, oh, that sucks, man!" Like, it's I didn't think she was gonna die because obviously there's a second game, but I was like, "And Dave, I made that joke in the beginning when you were like, as a business major, that makes sense to me." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, they, they fucking sold it to me." I was like, "Yep, all of those dots seem to connect. That makes a lot of sense. It's very unfortunate for Ellie, but I mean, hey, what are you gonna do?" I like that you brought up that the saying that there's no cure for it because I mean, maybe Joel may or may not know that. Maybe that quote didn't reach the public but either either way though it does 
it's got me thinking now maybe i have been a little harsh on it but again that's what's also great about having this podcast is i can change my mind a little bit through other people's you know perspectives and everything but joel has always said throughout the season that pretty much he doesn't believe that humanity is ever going to get back to the way it was like right ellie's asking him questions like what do you plan on doing like if this all blows over and he pretty much like scoffs at first he's like ah like this is never gonna end and you know there's been plenty of inklings that joel has just never been one for humanity so with all that combined with the knowledge that we as viewers know of you know it's incurable also that joel really has no faith in ever curing humanity that to me also kind of makes me feel a little bit better about okay i see why he went on this rampage like to him there's just never <laughs> been a hope even with ellie's immunity there's never been a hope for him so and again probably using the logic that we've all deduced that you know medicine hasn't progressed in these you know 20 30 years so how is it all of a sudden going to just be an instant cure for everybody? So I'm glad, I'm glad we talked that out because I do feel a little bit better about why he went on that rampage. And Kyle, is this the video you were saying where they were talking about like how the fireflies are like med students? Yeah, they had to have been med students or med. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> unless I'm, you know, really just like, again, business major as well. <laughs> unless you can talk me into this or not i'm pretty sure on the video they said like even to this day you haven't found like any kind of cure for fungal infections hmm. so that's why they were kind of making fun of the whole thing and saying it's it's stupid that you could think that and that's yeah. a classic it, too, like dunning kruger effect where like you start to learn about things and think you know everything and then you learn more about yeah. things and you're like oh i literally know nothing about anything <laughs> and then so it's they're probably on the higher end of that beginning kind of rise up where like oh yeah this would totally work i know enough about this oh yeah sounds right yeah do you want to talk i mean i guess we're kind of pussyfooting around it but i guess we should talk about the actual rampage of uh, the, the deeds that yeah. he does yeah wow, so man. these two bozos are tasked with <laughs> leading them out to the highway to be fair merlene gives them the knife and fail. instructs them to give him the knife but they don't make it to the highway and he just takes a knife off their Alki was fuming I, throughout this. He's like, I, why? What? Why is she? He's like, why is she leaving Joel with two bodyguards? Like, pretty yeah. much saying yeah. that Marlene was an idiot for only yeah. having two bodyguards well, with him. These two bodyguards are dumb. Have this guy walk like eight steps in front of you. He can't li <laughs> like. You have a gun. Guard. Yeah, a gun. Seriously, they they didn't watch the tapes. Like they didn't get. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't watch they didn't the, game the game tape on Joel. Yeah, because yeah. they literally are antagonizing this guy, hitting him in the back with the butt of the gun and being like, come on, bitch, walk even, forward. Let's go. Like, it's Marlene like you're asking for it in the room was like shouting him out that he got Ellie there. Yeah. And everyone yeah. That she was with had died. And like, obviously, he's a crazy guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like an insane and then oversight. She, and then she's like, and especially all right, two in the guys. stairwell. I guess they didn't really have a choice. But once they got into the stairwell, I was like, dude, they are in so much trouble <laughs> right now. And this confined just like away from everything else location, like they're just toast. And yeah, this is like typical to like, it needs to be this way for the story because if you're Marlene and you really believe in what you're doing, lock him in a room, do the surgery, and then say, okay, it's done. Now you can go or yep. you could be a problem and we'll kill you. Don't just like let him go in the middle of it knowing that two of your bros are going to get their ass whooped and he's going to come back on a freaking rampage. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Oh I totally thought he was at least just going to knock him out. As soon as he pulled the trigger, I was like, this isn't this isn't stopping anytime. <laughs> this isn't <soon."> good. <laughs> yeah, like this <laughs> guy's gonna just go down the rabbit hole of murder. Because I literally just thought he was gonna disarm, knock him out, leave him there, and run sprint there. But nope, he anyone that moved was literally fucked. Mm-hmm. 
he couldn't have anyone like that could speak on the fact i guess he doesn't kill the nurses that like that he did this is what i kind of felt like but it just like kept not, i don't want to say worse but it kept getting like crazier and crazier because he kills no the first mercy. two guys and i was like holy shit and then he's just cold-blooded dude the one guy surrenders he pops him he shoots the one guy like once and asks a question is like the like chance the second guy is like i don't fucking have time for this shit just kills him i was like oh yep. my god <laughs> it was really so crazy it. i just didn't expect to see that side of joel honestly i didn't expect to see the side of joel again because of how you know i mean granted ellie was in a, a dark place but he was you know pretty positive and pretty fatherly earlier in the episode and i guess i guess yeah, this well, does kind father of tie- instincts man he's got and i was gonna that, just say it does kind of tie in cub. i guess to those fi- father instincts but holy shit yeah when he was the guy was pleading i was like we've seen this before multiple people have pled for their lives in front of joel and he shows no yeah. mercy so there was no yeah. way that guy was making that guy definitely didn't watch the tape yeah yeah the doctor was <laughs> well yeah and Did I, you guys I, the think only thing he was going to have any compassion for clearly the surgeon like the brains no. behind the operation I, or did you think he was just going to be another body i laughed so hard when that fucking bozo picked up a scalpel i won't let you take her like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right bud Jump of the year, right there. Yeah, maybe for the Joel splits. just puts one clean in his brain. It was like, all right, get this fucking bozo out of here. Maybe you for the unstrapper, let's get out of here. <laughs> for the split second that the doctor didn't have the scalpel, I was like, okay, like Joel, maybe we'll let him live because he is a doctor and he's important. But the moment he picks it up, it's just, it's over. Like, there's not a thought in my head that this guy's going to so live. As long like, as that doctor's alive, too, there's still a chance he's going to want to do this operation in the future. Like he mm-hmm. says to Merlene before he does the deed, you'll just come after her. Yeah, I just damn. I, I guess yeah, you're a doctor or whatever, Hippocratic yeah. Oath, which I'm sure has gone out the window since the world went to <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, what but Hippocratic like, Oath now? <laughs> but like, if you're gonna yeah. do that, like you gotta like pick up the scalpel and just throw it immediately. Like, what are you doing, fucking trying to wield it and like threaten him? With <laughs> yeah, it? he did watch definitely... the tape, man. The Fireflies <laughs> yeah. as a whole skipped yeah. film Knife to the gunfight. Yeah, yeah Marlene he turned around. <laughs> He's turned Marley around literally Joel. just riled Joel up a bunch and was like, nah, like we're gonna kill your little girl. And then I'm gonna be in the parking lot. It was like it's just in the parking lot. Yeah, I'll meet you in the parking lot. Jesus, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's again, it's totally for storyline purposes to give him an availability to be going on this rampage. But I mean, Pedro's I acting, my goodness, like mm. stone cold face, but you could tell no thoughts in his head, seeing red. Only Ellie's face that he, he's just trying to get to Ellie. He obviously gets there just in time. You see that they're getting ready to like do it. Like he's the doctor says something like, all right, do is she out? Like, do we have enough power? All right, let go. So and he said, let go. Yeah, and that was from that's the what that's what pissed Joel off. You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's going to kill this girl. And now he's joking, saying, let go. Come on. Um, But, you know, and, and then he cold blooded just kills the, the surgeon. And I hey, man, I. I've been through this. I played the game a few times. Oh. I know the ending. I've been through this, Kyle. I've uh, saved my daughter before. I, like, I saved what? my daughter before from the zombie <laughs> had apocalypse. Had to shoot through a hospital. <laughs> I, I I was dying at the uh, at the guy tweeting saying it took him five hours to get through the hospital, but it takes Joel two seconds. But anyway, um, I wasn't sure what he was going to do to the nurses. You know, I didn't oh. know if he was going to pop them too. I mean, it was it's one thing and. That's why The Last of Us video game is like groundbreaking, one of the best games of all time. The cinematic portions of it are like you're watching a movie, but 
I don't want to like put down any kind of video games, but there's nothing like seeing it acted out on like TV or, or a movie. And it was just like, it hits you way harder. And when this is happening, I'm like, Oh my, it, it, Joel's ruthlessness and his aggression and his stone coldness and his like lack of emotion on the outside, but you know, what's going on in the inside lack of mercy. Like it was getting me a lot harder seeing it come from Pedro than it did watching the cinematic part of the video game. What'd you say? Kyle? It was getting you a lot harder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. <laughs> the no, the montage scenes were were crazy though. It was just like the music was perfect. Like that, not like I, like everything else was kind of quiet almost. Just the music and like it was so well. Just mm. like the shot always placed on his face, like him like checking corners. First of all, I we made the mistake earlier, I guess, thinking he was the one in the army. How was he not in the army? Because he yeah, is just right? an efficient killer in this part, which was crazy. And the second part is I'll call myself out here as we were watching. And I just kept saying that this is literally an all-time selfish move. Like, this might be the number one most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life. This is when I was on team, obviously. The surgery is going to work and the cure will happen. Looking back yeah. now, it's yes. like whatever. But I, we were thing. watching and we were like, holy shit, this is the most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just watched three seasons of Succession in like three weeks. So that was fun <laughs> to say something. So... Did you guys only come around to this train of thought right now as we're talking it out or between the episode dropping and getting was, on the mic? Did you kind of be like, oh, OK, I'm a little bit more sympathetic? I was literally the Internet and this conversation. It okay. literally was this podcast for me. Cool. Like I came in wanting like fresh opinions of unbiased and just like wanting to let loose. And I'm glad you guys actually I do feel a lot better about this rampage now after having discussed all of it. The only other thing I'll say is Joel sexist, like for not killing those those nurses. Like he's only killed men, right? So if it was even a male nurse, you're count. saying he would have killed. He would have oh, killed yeah, them. Hundred percent. He would have fucking murdered them. If they were male nurses. Well, what do I? I guess it was maybe not worth the time. Sexist. I guess it would have been quick though. I don't know. Sexist. But uh, <laughs> they're the only ones that. I guess didn't have any kind of weapon like we were. I mean, the scout. But they would have been I mean, just as guilty as the fucking doctor, the surgeon. Yeah. For, yeah, but I mean, you saw them. They were like, oh my god, oh my god. Like they were like very much so. Like, but we've also seen Joel murder those just, those kind of people. Oh no, no, dude, trust me. Like, even <laughs> if even if you're sitting here and you're fully on Joel's side, we're not saying it's not selfish what he did. I mean, he just literally went on a rampage and killed all of these people. To get Ellie back. It's not even if you believe that Joel's 100% right, you can't say, like, is it worth those freaking deaths? Like, you know, it's 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 one of those things. But now if you're on Marlene's side now, you're like, holy shit, this is definitely the most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life. But oh, you yeah. can't pretend like it's still not ridiculous that he did that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I wonder now. I mean, they introduced the concept to us in, well, I guess, with the David episode of like the consequences of his actions. And I mean, he killed what? That was like 10, 12 people. I mean, Marlene, Jesus Christ, she's a probably yeah, right? somewhat well-known figure. So like, does him, does him killing Marlene probably beyond Ellie, obviously Ellie has the connection to her, but like just the fireflies in general, like the fly, the fireflies done now. Like I'm sure there's, you know, there's somewhat of a decentralized force. It feels like, will they hear about this? Are they going to want to hunt Jill down? Like, I mean, obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves there, that. but like, I mean, they show he killed one guy in episode six and it created an entire episode. Ellie almost fucking got raped and killed. So like 
what the hell is going to happen after he killed a dozen people, especially someone that's high profile. And one of those, yeah, Marlene. the leader of the, the Fireflies yeah, or their division in that area or whatever it is. But she's pretty much one of the big dogs. And and to what you were saying, Dave, can you imagine, though, even if you're on Joel's side? I feel like the nurse thing was by design, because if he just popped both those <laughs> nurses, then you're like, OK, dude. Even if yeah, I like believe you're that you're saving Ellie, you literally just popped two innocent nurses that mm -hmm. weren't attacking you and trying to save Ellie. My thought process when it came to all those people dying where they were all armed and stuff and, the, you know, whatever. I feel like he probably knew that after he grabs Ellie, he's going to be carrying her and he can't be like leaving them alive to fight back. You have to just take them out so that you have a clear way out. Mm -hmm. whether that's a good rationale or not <laughs> to say or but i mean again if you're on joel's side and you're shocked by him killing all these you know people that are armed and then these two nurses are like oh my god oh my god oh my god like freaking out and then he just pops them too like i feel like that's gonna push you a little bit over the edge against joel you're right the other people were more like were physical obstacles like in his way like actually standing in his way where those nurses were just Especially the, the guy who put his gun on the ground and his arms up. Yeah. That guy <laughs> oh, yeah. was begging yeah. for it. But well, but, if if but you want, Ryan, he could have picked that gun back up later. He could have picked it up back later Very when he true. was when he was coming back. Well, to bring it full circle, if you are anti Joel in this decision, you can just add Joel is also sexist in his rampage yeah. to the list of <laughs> yeah, anti Joel reasons. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> so. I believe this is a cinematic from the game. He picks her up in his arms, goes to the elevator. It's a nice elevator ride down. You emerge in the parking lot and you're confronted by Merlene. I mm -hmm. loved how they broke this scene up, made it a little disjointed. Mm -hmm. yep. They kind of get the front half of the conversation. And then we cut to the car scene and then we get the meat of the quote unquote conversation, if you will. But she essentially just says, listen, Joel, you can't save her forever. And the reason for that is, is because she lives in a broken fucking world where zombies rule the day and people just kill other people in the streets like you just did here. That cycle is never going to be broken. And eventually she'll die from raiders, from infected, et cetera, et cetera. But if she sacrificed herself here, we could have fixed the world that we live in and the rest of humanity could have a regular life. And then she also placed the card. You know that Ellie would have wanted the same thing, which is flawed reasoning, because as I've already said, she never asked Ellie her opinion. Right. But she also at this point extends Joel one final olive branch and says, even after everything you've done, we can still fix this. I'm still alive. You're still alive. And Ellie is still alive. We can still make this work. Joel doesn't want to make it work. I yeah, love bozo. Get out of here. I love how <laughs> yeah, they just broke another it bozo off. to him. Yeah, get out of my lobby, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you if you're if you're Kyle and Dave and Luke and Alki, probably, and you're sitting there and you have that specific opinion at the time that Joel is selfish as shit, you're probably like, yeah, Marlene, you're totally, you know, like like she's oh, saying we, everything we that fucking, you're believing. We didn't go that far. Yeah, but 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 basically, she <laughs> was, was saying, yeah, I'm we not weren't saying like that she's fully, we weren't fully yeah. rooting for her. But to me, for first time watching her, her argument I, I was a little bit die. logical. It was a little bit logical for sure. I mean, she could have definitely again at the end of the day, this all could have been avoided if they just asked Ellie what she wanted. But I think for me, 
to go into what beat times was saying how they broke it up i think there was a moment for me where you know marlene is talking to him and he does look sad he looks sad to be honest he looks straight up sad depressed about everything that had just happened and even though he did just come off that rampage rampage there was a moment that i thought okay Maybe Marlene reaches him in some way. Maybe they make some kind of ultimatum, whatever. But they come back to the scene, and Joel fucking fires the gun with Ellie yeah. on, right on, like over the gun. It's, it's like an old western. That gun was pointed the entire time, dude. Yeah, we yeah. were. I was shocked. I know Luke for sure was shocked. We were just sitting there like screaming, and then there was like silence because we just had to process what had just happened. But the way they broke it up. Like you said, B. Tom's, I think that was the best way they could have approached the situation because it did give me some ups and downs of like, what the fuck is going to happen to Marlene? Is she going to be a recurring recurring character for season two? Or is this going to be it for her? And Joel, in that second shot of them talking, doesn't even give us a second to question anymore. Just says, you're just going to come after her anyway, and then pulls the fucking trigger. So badass, but fuck, he's so messed <laughs> up right now. <laughs> Kyle, it sounds like you also may not have had a chance to even catch your breath, but between the conversation, the car scene, and then flashing back to Merlene, did you think Merlene was going to make it out of that parking lot? Uh, probably at the time. Just, you know, a little bit of the hopeless romantic in me that it was all going to ah. work out in the end. But, yeah. I mean, the gut shot is a tough look. And he just puts Ellie in the car and just comes right back and executes her. And I was just like, only thought was just that was fucking brutal. My other thought. That's how she was going to go out. My other thought was personally is like Marlene gets shot a lot because wasn't she like she was shot. <laughs> she from, was shot in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like in my head, I was like, yeah, Joel's just going to let her go. And then she's going to have just another bullet wound in her stomach. But no, that bullet Wait. wound is going right to the head. Well, yeah, he, maybe the nurses maybe could have saved her. Yeah. She's a tough. <laughs> Should have killed him when two. he had a yeah. chance. Yeah. yeah. I was just I don't know, I think to her like begging for her life and him just. Like not even breaking stride, pop, and then out was like, whoa, okay, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. So kind of shades of episode three, four, the first episode in Kansas City with my namesake Brian, yep. Ellie's first quote yep. unquote kill. He was begging for her life. He does it yeah. with the knife there. I couldn't imagine knifing someone who's begging for their life. My gosh, Joel is a cold son of a bitch. That's the only thing we can know for sure. Yeah, but I. I mean, let's kind of dissect this Ellie waking up in the back seat, just asking, and he gives a fluff story, and it's obviously a fluff story. I think Ellie knows it's a fluff story. Yeah, it just doesn't add up. It 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 stinks all over. But yeah, you can really tell when they you know get out of the car on the and, hike, yeah, and they're hiking, and he's again like the beginning is very talkative and. She's off it again, but you can tell it's a different off it than when she was off it mm-hmm. in the beginning of the episode. Yep. And it's just like a really, really weird vibe. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, I mean, that's like the biggest lie you could. I can't even imagine a bigger lie that you could ever tell yeah, someone right. and like try to play it off in a convincing way. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think he has the it's... emotional range to play it off in a convincing way anyway. It was just like, it's tough to watch. I mean, it's one thing where you're deciding to lie. Now, this lie isn't just, hey, I'm lying to you. It's also, I'm giving you the answer that you did not want to hear, that everything we did was for nothing, and you're not special. Like It's just never going to get fixed. The world is not going to ever get fixed. Every There's a couple other immune people. It didn't work. Sorry, bro. That was what she was worried about. Now... It's also, besides that point, 
pretty much an obvious lie, like you guys said. Whether I don't know how obvious it was to her, but she 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 turned around in the in the back seat, gave him the the back, and was you know obviously acting weird for the walk, and then we get the conversation. And that conversation coming right off the back of him bringing up Sarah again. And he's it is, but he's making these comparisons that like she was. She always showed an interest in Sarah and what his life before, you know, the outbreak was so like him finally sharing this. Usually she would be all about that and welcome this conversation, but she cuts it off right then. And there's like swear to me that you're telling me the truth and i mean joel's making a conscious decision to build their entire relationship out of this lie because that's just tough and i mean i don't know the second game and what's going to happen with joel and ellie i think right now right here at this conversation ellie can see through his bullshit but she just can't allow herself to call him out for it because she loves this guy this is all she has now and she has to accept him for the flawed human being he is and i think she's trying to protect herself by not getting the details that she probably knows happened all she asked was did people get hurt and is merlin okay and the answer to both of those questions was yes and no Mm-hmm. That's all she needs to know. And that means that Joel was the one behind it. It, mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I guess I'm curious too. Uh, one thing I will say, I like that she kind of led with like, hey, I'm going to tell you a secret and then maybe you could tell me a secret. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, Riley, obviously doesn't yeah. tell her a secret, but I thought that was, <laughs> that was fairly smooth by her. But um, the second one, I just, just like going into the second season, like what is like the level of like, like I'm going to, you know a very popular buzzword like how is she gonna gaslight herself into like trying to believe that this shit is like you know he's telling the truth quote unquote or like it's not that big of a deal because i mean she literally says okay and i guess that's obviously an iconic line from yeah. the game i mean she uh, she has a bella ramsey tweeted it out and you know i think neil Druckmann tweeted it out and it's just obviously i feel like i got the vibe from the okay of like okay i know you're lying and you're not gonna fucking tell me the truth but like we'll have to deal with that later yeah i mean for me this one obviously i'm devastated that he doubled down on the lie because you could really hear it in ellie's voice when she asked him like i want you to be honest with me that she was I don't even think she said that, but you could hear it in her voice that she wanted honesty from Joe, 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 (laughs) (laughs) and my question was like, do we think Ellie believes him? I also am on your side, B Tom's that I don't think Ellie fully believes Joel and that everything he said was correct in her mind. Like she knows definitely something's off, but this for me obviously is such a a big lie that I, I think this is worthy of them like completely splitting up. Like if this ever, if this truth does come out, like I think this would be worthy of her going her separate way from Joel and honestly leading to this death of Joel that Kyle has been foreshadowing since episode <laughs> one, but yeah, I could totally Kyle see it that, that maybe in like season two, um, I think you said, Jimmy, you're the only one here that's played the second game, at least, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. just me throwing out a theory. Obviously, no <laughs> spoilers, please. But like, I'm just thinking like maybe, you know, truth comes out. They have a whole rift. They have a whole split up, whatever. And then Joel in his dying breath is like, look, I just wanted what was best for us. M- you, maybe I didn't think this out fully. Like, I didn't get your full opinion on this. I just kind of broke you out of that hospital. But I just want you to know that this was something deep down that I 
felt like was the right thing to do. And that I could see, you know, playing into a part of Kelly's or Kelly. Ellie's <laughs> Joe and Kelly, dude. Joe and Kelly. <laughs> Joe and Kelly. <laughs> Ellie's development later on. So I could see this being a path for Joel's death eventually. Joel's final breath after Ellie shoots him. God, that would be full circle. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> I don't think that's good. I'm not saying a word, but yeah. what Sit I will say, quietly. actually, I'm going to allow you guys to decide if you want to look this up or not. But Ashley Johnson, the voice actor, actress, because part two has been out and, and that storyline is complete. You know, everything for that is complete. If you're not a or if you're only a fan of the show, it's obviously not complete. But the game part is. And she was asked what OK meant in her opinion. And she gave an answer. So if you want to look it up, I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler. Um, I don't know. It wasn't really given any too much context into part two. So you could just it's just like this is how I played it out. You know, this is how I acted it. And this is what I was thinking. I wasn't told this, but this is what I was thinking when I said it. And if you're interested, check it out. I'd be interested in that. Yeah, same. I mean, that's kind of all of the plot of this episode. I guess we should open it up before signing off. Just broad strokes, thoughts of the season or just generally speaking about this episode. I mean, I, I feel like we're all on the same page here. This is an elite show. In my eyes, mm-hmm, I think the production mm-hmm. value is just through the roof, which we come to expect from HBO series. I think it's one of the best, if not the best. And I'm actually inclined to say it probably is the best video game adaptation ever. Nothing else yep. is really coming to mind. Uh, right. I'm not gonna, I don't have anything that comes to mind right yeah. off the bat. And well, not until okay. Super Mario. I was just going to say, Super Mario, yeah, <laughs> Super Mario movie hasn't come out yet. So. It's on its way, baby. What about <laughs> Super Mario from 1989? You didn't like that movie? Oh, is that the like the live action one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my, oh my gosh. Don't bring that in here. I don't even know yeah. if I've wasn't alive then, I've, I've guys. Seen it before, I was actually. born a year later, but I did watch it when I was younger because I was obsessed with Mario. There you go. So what's your rating for it? For Super Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a a zero point five. Would you rather watch okay. that or oh, Dragon so Ball? Close Ev- to the Last of Us. No, I was going to say, you. would you it's... rather watch that or Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh Dude, God. Dragon Ball Evolution is like <laughs> we're one of those so ones. sidetracked right now. <laughs> going back to college, I was actually just talking to Luke about this when we were talking about one of the Last of Us episodes, and and it came out when I was in college, and we literally just watched it so many times because of how bad it was it was so bad it was good (laughs) i haven't seen the mario movie since i was like 10 or 5 or 8 so i can't speak to it but okay evolution (laughs) i'm gonna go with dragon ball evolution (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah Um, but let me take us back to your question b toms i think overall i had mentioned this last episode i think my expectations were to make for this show to be a lot more of a zombie movie you know a lot more clickers but once you kind of change your mindset and kind of start to realize that this is a show just about humanity itself and just people being desperate and what people are willing to do in order to survive themselves. I think this is an incredible show. I really think this is like the production value is obviously there. Like everything just looks so real. I think Bella Ramsey absolutely killed it. Daddy Pedro always is going to kill it. So I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I guess not pleasantly surprised. There were some high expectations for this show coming in because it's HBO. It had the budget. And they met expectations for me. I mean, obviously, I'm really I hate a a cliffhanger like this as an ending. But, you know, how else are they going to keep the money going for the next season? So I 
this episode was really good. Maybe not in my top three, but still a very solid episode. And overall, the show, I just I'm excited to make this a staple of Bingetown TV in the future. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I don't I can't say maybe what like I had an expectation of in terms of like how exactly how good it was going to be. But obviously, HBO Max kind of pulls out yeah. a lot of the stops for these things. So I, I expected it to be very good. I had a fucking blast. I mean, it was really fun to podcast about. I don't think that like Dave had mentioned earlier in this, sometimes there's shows where when we podcast about them, they don't really hold up as well. Or it's like when we actually talk things out and it's like, oh, okay, I don't think I like that anymore. I don't really think that happened at all with this show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, obviously it probably added to the enjoyment of it, which yep. is just like a good sign overall. Um, I remember in the beginning being like really interested in like power brokers in the world. Uh, obviously I had no real concept of, what the world was going to be like at that point looking back i kind of like how it really is kind of just pockets of people just wherever anyone can fucking scrape out a living that's where people are there's not really like i guess the fireflies very loosely but they themselves seem fairly decentralized i mean we're running into just random groups of people in places who knows if that will change in the future i'm really looking forward to maybe building out the world a little bit. I highly doubt that season two is just like a self-contained drama in Tommy's commune in fucking mm-hmm. Montana. So I'm excited, I guess, to see more of the world and, and meet different characters. It was just really fun, devastating, just like wacky crazy to just like meet all of these side characters, even for an episode mm-hmm. and just have it feel something by the end of that one self-contained episode story was just like beautifully done. Episode three was something I will, you know, I don't think I could forget that episode. I mean, it was literally so fucking good. And mm-hmm. episode five was great. Episode eight was fantastic. This finale was, it was a very good episode. I mean, Joel moving through the hospital was like emotionally one of like, just like smacked you in the fucking face, like adrenaline, like heart beating. Like that's what you want out of your fucking television shows, especially the Sunday night appointment viewing type of show. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they fucking hit it Mm -hmm. out of the park in my eyes as someone who obviously had no prior experience with the story. Yeah. One expectation I have for season two is I think in episode one or two, they had mentioned, you know, hot Atlanta, Atlanta, you know, being a, a point of, you know, drugs and weaponry. So I wonder if they'll ever, because we've only ever been, you know, to the West a little bit North. We haven't really seen the the South a little bit. So I'd be interested to see if they go the route of it, like going to Atlanta, you know, working some deal out with these people, or, you know, maybe they get word of Ellie being immune and they're the ones maybe seeking her out in season two. So either way, I think Atlanta would be a good start or at least to bring it up again. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like are things actually as hopeless as they seem i don't I, I don't think i have an opinion either way at this point of whether i would prefer like it really is just we're scraping to survive or there is some type of ending where you know we kind of quote unquote win i think tommy's place gives us a a, a hope that's a at least it's a hope yeah it's like a, it maybe not tommy's a full on win. Like a win yeah maybe half a win getting i mean a B, maybe. it's better than david's place. it's the best place Actually, <laughs> damn right. Oh, it's better Barry's than David's place. place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it's, because your name's well, David say, doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was actually Barry. thinking of. Um, sorry, episode three. That that like that place might also yeah. be in the the contention of yeah, wanting yeah. the place to stay. Yeah, I would say that's. I mean, again, that's probably getting a B. I guess a win in the sense of is community like, like a community. Yeah. Well, no, like is this well, just cure. life now? Yeah, like yeah, like can you fix the infected there thing? 
or can we ever end up building back or something? I guess I'm excited to see how that happens. Like I said, I don't have, uh, I can't possibly formulate an opinion on what I prefer. It feels like it's going to be more of like a hopeless, this is just kind of how we have to eke out our survival and the story of that and how people deal with that, which I would be okay with. I actually like, you said at the beginning, I like that we're getting a video game to kind of broken up into two seasons i feel like this show definitely has the ability to like and especially with what they have in the video games and the ability to add on to it i just feel like it's it's a good thing that they it's not like they went out and said all right we're coming out with six seasons of the last of us like i think three is still like a perfect spot for a a two-game video game series you know well i guess it's technically three but if you're focusing on the main story two but yeah and i'll say this at their fucking every time we have a TV show where it's week to week. Like, don't you think this would have been so much worse if they released it all at once? The yeah, longer yeah, I agree. The that, binge that, format that, is around. The less I like it. I think Netflix yeah. it's, is it's losing out. Like Joel, you man. can't, you can't like build up the marketing for it. You can't build up anticipation. They just throw it at you like, ah, consume at your leisure, yeah. which is nice. But like, from a business perspective, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And honestly, I like having to wait for it. It's a uh, delayed gratification. Yeah, like I'm excited. Yeah, for, I, mean, we're, I mean, in two weeks, and I'm sorry to step over here, Jim, but like, yeah, no problem. Know, Succession comes back on the 26th for HBO. Like, Yellow Jackets comes back on the 26th for HBO. So it's just like Showtime. Time. Oh, Showtime. I'm so sorry. Um, so it's like that appointment viewing weekly is just like way more fun. It's so much oh, more yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. And just like a, it's just a community experience having it like this is just, mm-hmm. I will always prefer it. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're binge town TV. Like that's the joke. But the deal, the deal is that we're we love TV so much that you know we find a show whether it's already established or it's newer, whether it's like Netflix dropping all at once, and we love it, so we binge it. That's the selfish part of you, like as a consumer. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, I do I agree with you one hundred percent. Week to week, it just seems like it's better. The anticipation, everything you said is is right on key. Um, but the selfish side of me, like when I see one, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, give yeah. me the second one, next step, next step, next step. And if it's there, you're gonna do it. That's so I mean, I that like I said, I guess that somewhat earlier. I've been binging the fuck out of Succession. I mean, I literally watched yeah. Ted Lasso earlier this month in like two days. So we like, just, that was yeah, a good time. I mean, <laughs> but, we just shat right. on our whole brand. I guess we have to go now to like <laughs> yeah, right. We gotta switch. Yeah. To we, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in my ear. Yeah. I'm getting in my ear, telling me to backtrack yeah. on my statements. So yeah. weekly yeah. town yeah. television. Yeah. We're coming out. Weekly town television. It's like our creepy alter ego, or something like that. Yeah, that's weekly town television. Um, all right. So I'll give. I want to do my lasting shot, but I also have a couple rapid fire for the rooks here. Mm. Um, nothing crazy, but Mm. we already almost got into everything that I wanted to say. Kyle and Dave and Brian, you guys nailed it when it comes to the weekly stuff. HBO just seems special at this point. It's just, it just does. You know, you have White Lotus, House of the Dragon, Succession, The Last of Us. It's just week to week, you you know you're getting money. And I know that Sopranos and The Wire, that started all, but for a long time in between, before Game of Thrones started and after Game of Thrones ended, I felt that, like, there was a void there. You know, it felt like there was that, there was that emptiness where I wasn't doing the whole like all right sunday appointment tv well it's back 
And I don't want to say it's back because of House of the Dragon, but that was like a big one for me where I was like, oh, yeah, baby. But like White Lotus, Succession, like you said, Kyle, The Last of Us is like that for me. Um, It's just I can't ask for anything more as a video game player when it came to this show. I don't think I said anything bad about the adaptation. I don't want to say it another time, but I'm going to that Bell Ramsey killed it. And I don't care about anything anybody else says. Get the fuck off our podcast. If you don't like Bella Ramsey's very get the hell off weekly town television. (laughs) I saw some crazy about like them having to shoot down rumors that they were going to recast Ellie for season two. And they literally came out and said, the only way that we will leave Bella Ramsey is if she leaves us. That's That's it. Like what? I mean, that's crazy. And I can't believe after this season, people are still having problems. And I really, I really do think they're starting to turn into the minority. It just you has to so. be that way. I can't. I, re- I would really hope so. But I again, have like chills because I'm like they, angry from people who's yeah, not liking I mean, Bella Ramsey's performance. It's crazy. <laughs> everything that they did, video adaptation wise, video game adaptation wise, was just amazing. I said it earlier in this episode. They they found the stuff that was needed. They they knew when to copy it right over. They knew where to give us a little bit extra or to take some stuff away. And it was just, it would, to me, I, I don't like saying perfect, but it was really, really, really good. And going into my rapid fire, because it's kind of going into my parting shot, my first question to you guys is pretend you're me and Brian and many of the other, yeah, I know it sucks, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're one of the many, many people that played the video game in whatever year it was. And you don't know that there's going to be a part two ever. Like it took a while to even be announced. Are you okay with this being a limited series, one season show, or does that feeling that you had where you felt a little underwhelmed bother you? I would say it would end one show. Okay. It would bother me too. It would need a little bit more of like a harder ending, I guess. I I don't know how to separate the fact that i know that there's more yeah i'm like yeah that's true that's from true. this answer but i i think i could be convinced that it was okay you know that it's kind of like open-ended in the sense of but i feel like there's like that open-endedness being like are joel and ellie ever going to be okay again i feel like it's <laughs> yeah, too right, yeah. open-ended yeah it's exactly yep like I mean, B. Tom's has you know consciously not continued the story for himself. So Look, I guess some... by design, leaving the game on this cliffhanger naturally enables discussion about it. I mean, I, I want to bring up Craig Mazin's quote at in the post credits was people have argued, excuse me, people have argued about it for a decade. Should Joel have done what he did? In the end, the only thing we can be sure of is we understand why he did it, and we understand that Ellie would not have wanted him to do it. And that's when what he, it when, like when he says it like that, it literally sounds like, yes, you could leave it at this as a limited series. It, when he says it like that, it promotes so, so much conversation. It allows you to fill in the blanks. My mm-hmm, head cannon mm-hmm. could be if part two never came out, they were able to overcome the differences and just live kind of a flawed life built around this lie in the back of their head, but they would be safe, happy, and loving in Tommy's compound. Or they would eventually come out with this lie and they wouldn't be able to come to terms with it and they'd go their separate ways. It could be a million things, but I, I mean, you can just fill in those blanks, but it, yeah. it does make sense, the choices that the characters made. My opinion on that is that if you're going to tell a story, like 
that's not telling the whole story, I would say. Like right. those those are big blanks to fill in yeah. about this story, and that feels like not actually telling the full story is like the I guess like immediate visceral reaction I have to that quote. Well, you like the Sopranos, yes. Did that tell the entirety yeah. of the story? But at I, I the end, the or did they just leave really it on like a, a show about anything? as much i feel like as this is this was kind of like a journey with like like ellie has this purpose where she is like a potential savior of the world like the sopranos is just about tony kind of coming up in the world and the and question like, is if he's alive so or dead, that happened right? at that point like there were so many loose ends that were tied up like the only loose end and it, maybe if it even is a loose end is what happened to tony and i yeah. feel like it feels a lot different than this level of open-ended with Joel and Ellie, yeah. because like that we know that they're going to go live more scenes out. Like with Tony at the end, it was a lot of people are gone and dead. It's he's kind of had his change and he, we've seen him go through his journey and it's kind of, he's at the end of his road. I feel like Joel and Ellie aren't at the end of their road. The problem with shows we love is no matter what we want more. And the Sopranos, it was hated by a lot of people yeah. because the fate to black, because Oh my God, you didn't tell me if he got caught. You didn't tell me if he died. You didn't tell me if he just sat there and finished his meal. Like, we have no idea. Jesus Christ, give us some freaking more. Now, that's the max when it comes to this series, I would say. Um, but coming from someone who played the game, it's again, Kyle, you're 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 really you're right. I mean, it is tough to know that there's more, but at the time I didn't know. Yeah. And as a video game, you sit there and you go, like, geez, like. The argument that you said about it's the journey, it's about the journey, is almost why I'm okay with it being one season and done, because there's the journey. And that was like, okay, like there's the end of their story that they were telling. I don't know, and I didn't look into it too far, if originally like they were saying, like, it, you know, it wasn't called The Last of Us Part One, it was The Last of Us. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if they were going to continue it. But when I finished the game, I sat there and I was just like, wow, this was a ridiculously amazing journey. And I'm so happy right now. But there is in the back of your head like, God damn it, I want some more. You know, like I want some more. But I think that myself, if I'm pretending like I was when I played the first video game, I would say if this is a limited series, it would be one of my top five limited series of all time. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go back, Kyle. You said they clearly still have more scenes to act out. What direct mission do they still have to complete? Like they've kind of done the stuff with the flyer flies and Ellie, you know, we told her the lie. It's either the lie sticks or it doesn't either way. They're going to go to Tommy's and like, there's no clear adversary that's tracking them at the moment. There's no, I mean, unless things have changed at Tommy's compound, but the assumption is that's like a safe haven at the moment. So what else needs to be handled other than just going back to Tommy's and posting up at a house? If you didn't know there was a part two like that would be a I mean, reasonable yeah, ending point of the journey, like Jimmy was saying. Yeah, I think that's definitely an opinion. I don't think I would share. Like, I think I would have been upset personally. I Maybe okay. I'm yeah, just the I mean, that, person yeah. that wants to know and have more details about the ending, but it also feels like, like, I guess at that level, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just simply a story about what we do or what we're capable of. I'm just going to say I, that we love. I but definitely I don't know. support I just, Kyle's opinion, but then we're separating ourselves. Like, it's okay. It's the two people's opinion that played yeah. the video game versus the two people <laughs> yeah, that yeah, haven't. Yeah. So it's like, 
I was yeah. just gonna say you'll never <laughs> yeah, know what it feels like to be to not know that there's a part two, and that's the problem. You know, you I I appreciate that you guys are just giving your like what you think and pretending that you don't know, and that's that's the only thing we can ask. And again, whether it's one way or the other, it, it, opinions are opinions. So it's all relative here, and that's why it's great to have differing opinions so we could talk about them. Yeah, I guess I'm just like pure opinion of it feels like it's too big of an open ended of like mm-hmm. what happens next for the two of them and their relationship. Right. So you're not saying necessarily like, oh, there needs to be another mission. You're just saying, listen, I need to know if they get back yeah. to the town and Ellie says, I freaking hate you and I'm never going to see you again. If she goes on a rampage and kills him, if she says we're all good and then they live happily ever after, just that you just want to be told that. Maybe right? I'm told that- I want to be shown. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right freaking now, dude. Wanna... Yeah, don't fucking spoil me. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, these two rapid fires really quick. One, uh, Kyle and Dave, David, do you think that Joel will tell Tommy the truth? You don't have to get into it. You can just say yes Like or about no. Ellie, yes. like he'll open, like about he'll About what tell... it went down. Yes. Like he knows he's an immune, like she's immune, obviously. So, I mean, about everything that went down, they show back up and he says, okay, Ellie's here. I think he's a Jimmy, different I'm, man. He's a different I'm man also now, so a yeah. rook now. Oh, yeah, so I forgot. You I, don't, this yeah. is going to be fair game for me. Get in this. Uh, yeah. uh, ooh, I'm going to say yeah. yes. <laughs> wow. Well, Tommy's a former Firefly, and I'm not. It sounded oh. like him and Merlene had a bond. I would yeah. say no. He would, because Tommy is kind of incendiary in his own right, and there's no reason to bring Tommy into the lie if he doesn't have to. So I would say no. Okay. Good point. That's a good point. Okay, yeah, last question. Selfish, though. He might want to get it off his conscience. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, answer, well, Kyle? Is that your official answer? He said I, no I said right yes. away. Or I said yes right okay, away. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. all right. Maybe we maybe we uh, finish the fire rapid fires and get this thing out of here. But we could say that the seven of us probably will be back to talk some more Last of Us. Maybe some MVPs, LVPs. Maybe some ranking some episodes. Maybe some... Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Our yeah. issue is one wrap up. But we're oh. super busy right now. The other thing super is, too, we busy. might be collabing with another podcast. So be on the... Uh, we have some collabs for, for Last of Us coming. Yeah. yeah the Delco so. Nerds. If you guys haven't heard of them, go check them out. We're going to be... Hopefully, Luke and I will be joining them on a podcast to discuss some more Last of Us. And we'll be re- dropping that content as well on our channel. So... What they're trying to all say right. is, although The Last of Us Season 1 may be over, Bingetown TV, a.k.a. Weekly Television, <laughs> Weekly, Weekly Town, Town Television, <laughs> Weekly <Yeah>. Television <laughs> Town. <laughs> um, yes, we are going to continue putting out the content. Like I said, March is actually a pretty busy month for us. We got Shadow and Bone dropping, Yellow Jackets. If you have an email address, go make a free 30-day showtime at account please binge do. yellow jacket season please one do. catch up follow us for season two like i said we covered season one go to Benchtown tv check out our coverage and hey maybe listen to the other 300 episodes too if you have <laughs> the time i get it people are busy whatever but as always if you like what you heard give Benchtown tv a follow on twitter and instagram visit us on bingetowntv.com and subscribe to our show on spotify youtube the apple podcast app or wherever else you may find your podcast once again we are binge Town TV, and thanks for listening. This isn't the last you'll hear from us, guys. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.